welcome to another episode of In Due Time. I am here with my wonderful, amazing husband, Joe. Hi, everybody. And we are actually launching what we're calling today the Corona Chronicles. So, as everyone can imagine, this pandemic that we're facing right now with this COVID-19 coronavirus that's a pandemic that's hitting everywhere. Just almost every country in the world is impacted by this. And we happen to live in the epicenter. Is that what they're calling it, right? Epicenter, yeah. Epicenter of the U.S., which is good old New York City. So the apple is rotting. The apple is going through a challenge here, being eaten by this coronavirus. However, we recognize that life goes on. And we recognize that while we are living through what is certainly a historical time for all of us in terms of just changing the way in which we do things, the way in which we live and interact with each other, we're moving through and living through a time where we're creating a new normal. And so one of the things that we wanted to do is to really talk about real life. How is this impacting us, especially as a couple, where we are spending a lot more time, a lot more time together, as we imagine others are, um, just being in the same space day in, day out, all day long, all night long, all the time. So today, we're going to talk about, in our series one of the Corona Corona Chronicles, we're going to talk about the four things that we're focusing on, or that have really come up for us, right? Yeah, I mean... We are going to talk about the, this is an opportunity now to look at reconnecting. And what I mean by reconnecting is, you know, I think of four things. I think about reconnecting to oneself, uh, to kind of take a look at and kind of inventory you. Like where are you at personally, uh, physically, and spiritually. And then looking at reconnecting with loved ones. You know, we live in a chaotic time where a lot of us don't don't reach out to the people we care about. Um, now that we have some time being quarantined, this is an opportunity now for you to reconnect to loved ones. And then we're looking at reconnecting with ancestors and, and what you're doing in that area. And then reconnection to nature. So here's the interesting thing about this wonderful list that Joe is going over. When I, Joe and I were having a conversation about this, and he said, yeah, you know, I spoke to my friend, one of his really good friends, they've been friends for many years, and I love her so much, his friend Renee, and he was like, yeah, I shared these four things with Renee. I said, you did what? Say what now? You ain't shared them with me? So he's like, yeah, and she thought it was a great idea. I'm sure she did, because the one thing with Renee is if it wasn't, she'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? But... When he said it, I was like, well, what, what exactly did you share with her? Like, what are the four areas that you think people should be focusing on? And he shared them. And I thought, okay, this would be great for us to for us to talk about. So, you know, please keep in mind for those who may have missed our first, first podcast on Stick a Pin in It. This is coming from my husband whose famous line is, I have nothing to say. And nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say. So I do want to say a huge shout out. Thanks to all the people who responded to go, good job. Really like hearing him. Thank you very much. Your check's in the mail. No, kidding. He insisted you must have paid them. And I was like, no, I didn't. I don't even know half of them. But the ones I do know, thank you. Because 
again, another, another insight into the workings of the mind of Joe, as he likes to call himself, Simple Joe. People think his name is Joseph. And he's like, no, it's just Joe. And they go, Joe, yes. He says, yes, just plain Joe. His uh, former co-worker, Jim, says the same thing that I say. Please stop using that phrase. I digress. So we're going to talk about what are the ways in which we are connecting through this coronavirus pandemic. And he mentioned connecting to self, connecting to loved ones, connecting to ancestors, and connecting to nature. So, you know, I really want to hear about the connecting to self piece. We're all about to learn something here. So how exactly are you connecting to self, dear one? Yeah, so um, as a result of being quarantined here, what I, what I did was I started looking at um, what things I am doing that, one, will make sure that I am preparing myself not to get this virus, for one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I, you know, as my wife will probably attest to at some point in any of the podcasts, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty, I pretty much follow a pretty good regimen in terms of my health. Diligent, militant. Those are the words we're looking for. Disciplined. Okay, I'm sorry. The Air Force is proud. He's a vet. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I, 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 I do a lot of hydration. Um, I drink anywhere from 64 ounces to about a gallon of water a day. Uh, so I had to look at that. And I started looking at some of the things I was consuming related to uh, whether it's minerals, whether it's vitamins, whether it's some of the herbal remedies that I take. I, I did an inventory to make sure that they would help make me resistant to what was occurring. So I kind of upped my garlic intake. I take garlic usually um, a few times a week. I started making that more of a doing it more often. So um, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you're saying take garlic, you know you can take garlic, these garlic capsules. You know, mom loves these because she says it doesn't make you smell bad. But when you say take garlic, you're, you're talking about eating yeah, fresh yeah. garlic. Yeah. Be specific. Yeah, so so what I do typically is um, I'll chop up um, some organic garlic, uh, maybe two or three cloves, um, I'll let it set for about 10 minutes so that it can get to a point where it's going to release the most potent allicin, um, which is the uh, component that allows you to, uh, when, you, when you absorb that, that gives you the most potent part of the garlic, um, which is a viral um, killer. And so I will you know, then ingest that, and, um, and I'll usually do that on an empty stomach. That's what I'll do with um, the garlic. And so I, I started looking at those things that um, I needed to, you know, inventory to make sure that I was making sure that I prepared myself to be um, uh, able to fight this coronavirus. Well, so you've always, you've been taking garlic now for years, though, right? Yes. So... Garlic is supposed to be one of the most, it's supposed to be one of the most powerful antiviral, antiviral um, natural. Nat- natural antiviral components or ingredients or items that we can take. And so that that's what he does. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. I don't do that. However, when I feel a cold coming on, 
or I feel as if I am getting like the first any types of, of, of like flu or something like that, then then I take it. So mine is more a reaction every day, and his is more I must do it in a preventative kind of way. So I tried to do what he said, and and we I may not be using this term right. Is the clove like the whole big lump, or is the clove like one of the little pegs in the in the? It's big one of the little pegs. Okay, so I cut this up. So when Joe told me about this. I cut it up, but I didn't cut it up small enough. So here's the caution. If you don't cut it small, you can laugh if you want to. You don't cut it small enough, it gets stuck in your throat. And I'm going to tell you right now, it burns the who has seen us all out of your throat when it gets stuck. And you have to swallow something bulky, like a big chunk of banana or a big piece of bread. You must swallow something very bulky to push it down your throat. And and so that was my first lesson in ingesting this garlic piece, the fresh garlic. And and by the way, I just buy fresh garlic. Note, he said organic. So organic garlic. And so that was my lesson with, with trying to follow in his footsteps, which I try to do like in the kitchen where he can't see me. So if I misstep, it won't be witnessed know for him to go what are you doing so when it got stuck in my throat I couldn't even call him to say help me because it was stuck in my throat it was a chunk and I was like maybe I should have diced this a little smaller but um I couldn't hide it because he took a look at my face he said what did you do because you know I was in the kitchen for an extended period of time trying to get this garlic down my throat hoping that yeah I, I always catch her and she's like thinks, she thinks I don't see I don't I'm not aware but when when you're so in tune with a person you know any slight change to what they look like or the reaction you know there's something wrong listen and that was before the quarantine so can you imagine now that and and this is not quarantine. We're we we're fine, but since New York says staying inside, we do. So can you imagine if it was during the time of the quarantine, it, it would have been all up. So here's my here's my take on this. Here's what I do: dice it, and I put a drizzle, sometimes a drizzle of honey, to make it go down faster, to make it taste better, just in case it gets stuck in my throat again. So the honey does like a coating, so it helps you to it helps you to swallow. But it really is it, it really is very good. I also do um, cayenne, but they're, so they're the cayenne capsules, and I take the cayenne capsules. So I'll make tea. I'll make like lemon tea where I'll put fresh lemon juice, and then I'll add um, honey or I'll add maple syrup. So I'll do the, the the fresh lemon juice, the maple syrup, and then I'll take a capsule of cayenne. And I'll open the capsule and empty the cayenne into my tea. And I drink that. And it's just amazing. It, it just, now I don't know if it has any properties to it or not. Cayenne does. Yeah, cayenne does. Cayenne actually will get your, um, help get your blood flowing. Um, it's good at doing that and warming you up. And so it actually, actually really works well with garlic too. Okay. Yeah. So that, those, that's what I do for my tea so he does the garlic I don't do that like I said all the time but the the tea with the lemon tea with the cayenne is a favorite of mine to to do and and I tend to overdo it so don't do two capsules just do one I did two and I I I saw the motherland the fatherland the sisterland the blinkies were (laughs) 
or coming fast and furious. So don't do that. Just one capsule is good. Yeah, what I've learned over the time with my wife is that she is a constant overdoer. No, no, no. That's not fair to say. It's not an overdue. No, it's not an overdue. I can name... It's not... That's, it's, that's a different podcast. It's not... A, it, it, but it's not an overdue. It's overdue. It's yeah. more... You know, if it says, look, I kind of figure it this way. If they say take one peg of garlic and it's good, why not do two? Then it would be better. As he raises his eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? Is that an overdue? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, you know, it's like if, if they say, you know... A 20-second plank is good. Why not do 40 seconds? Okay, I guess that's overdue. Moving right along. Yeah, so and so now moving along to the uh, um, the physical part of it, I, I started to realize I had stopped doing some of the exercises I normally do, which is kettlebell and some of the... Uh, uh, I have um, these uh, kind of ropes uh, or bands. So I started going back to doing a lot of that to get okay. back to get better in, in physical shape. And that pull-up thing. And the pull-ups on the bar. Yeah, and then also uh, from a from a spiritual standpoint, um, I realized I hadn't been doing enough meditating. So now I've been spending more time now that I'm quarantined, and you know, once I'm done with work, it's not I'm traveling back from work to somewhere and having to unwind. You know, I'm already in the place where I've done work. And then I'll just move into um, meditating. So I've been doing a lot more meditating, which has allowed me to be able to understand more about where I'm at in my life now and then where I want to be moving forward. So wait a minute. Do I, like, when are you doing this? Is this when I'm sleeping? Is this when I'm, like, taking a shower? When, no, when exactly are you doing this? No, I, I, I meditate in silence. So when, oh. you don't hear me, when you don't hear me talk... But you don't talk at all? No, no, but so I'm meditating. All the time. <laughs> all these years. All these years that you've been quiet. You've been meditating. Who knew? I'm like, I can't tell the difference between when you're meditating and when you're just being quiet. Help a sister out. Help me understand. No, What's I mean, the difference? No, no. When, when you're in the business and you're in the room doing something or you're in a meeting. Okay. Then, so if I'm on like a call. I'm calling right. somebody. Okay. Then, then okay. I'm, me- I'm meditating. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so those are the things I do. In terms of reconnecting to reconnecting myself. To well, on the on the piece of meditating, I mean, yeah, I, I here's what I've discovered: getting still has become easier for me. But whereas you do it at the you do it like I guess like at the end of your day, I do it just before we go to bed. So for me, that's the end of the day. That's a quiet time. That is a reflective time for me. Um, 11 o'clock at night, yeah, it's, it's, look, New York City never sleeps, so we still hear the people outside a lot of times, although during this period of quarantine, that's the other piece of it. During this period where everybody's required to be inside and indoors, there's nowhere for you to go. There's no store or party or, or uh, you know, social hangouts. Those are not happening at this time in New York City. So as a result, outside has been very quiet as well. And so living in the city, you hear the constant sounds of the city. That hasn't happened. So that has really been an opportunity for me to really be able to hear. You know what I mean? Like hear, I don't want to say hear voices for them to go, what kind of hoodoo voodoo show is this? 
but it's more around getting still and really being able to hear what I call downloads, where you are hearing and receiving kind of messages. It's kind of where those thoughts come to you. And it's like, you know what? I never really thought about that. Uh, that is what I have had more time to do. And because there is more silence, more quiet time, I've been able to do it in between. So whereas going out, you know, in consulting, I'm traveling a, a lot sometimes or I'm engaged in, in doing workshops. Now, because my, my quiet time allows me to move from one room to the other, where I can sit, my journal is right there, so it's not like I have to take it with me on the road and go, hey, you know, my bag's heavy, so I have to wait till I get back home to journal this. I can literally take my quote-unquote lunchtime period, my eat time, and use that to share a journal experience, you know, to record a journal entry. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the journaling part because also I have gone, and I'm, I omitted that and, and I forgot about that. I've been doing a lot more of that too. Journaling. Yeah, so yeah. journaling and because, and you, you, made, you made a really good point that it's been so quiet yeah. that you can hear your thoughts now. Yeah. And you can connect to them. Yeah. And that's what's made it really wonderful. Where we live at, it's normally here like an ambulance go by or a fire truck go by. Um, but it's been so quiet now that it's, you know, we've gotten used to the fact that yeah. we have thoughts. The city, the city's more quiet. And here's been the, here's been a very interesting thing. And, and maybe I'll talk, I'll talk more about it when we talk about nature. But we have a tree right outside our living room window. And we're on the third floor in the building we live in. And right outside of your window is this big tree. And we will see birds there. And it's like, wow, that is confirmation, you know, I mean, of, of a thought. So these are some of the interesting things that have been happening with us when we have spent this time in kind of self-reflection, you know, allowing yourself to really sit with you and really be able to have a conversation, you know, like, hey, self, what's going on? How are you feeling about this? Not in a fearful way, but in a reflective way. Because, again, this situation that we're living through now is just that. It's a situation where, yes, unfortunately, sadly, tragically, there will be people who transition during this time, but there are going to be many, many more who do not. And so this is an opportunity for us to be able to think about how we are living through this, what, what, what may have appeared to have been two days or three days has now gone into weeks. So now we need to start thinking about, you know, it could be months and it's not going to stop immediately and go, and next day we're back to, to the old normal. So these are just some of the things that we're sharing in terms of incorporating them into our lives and being able to do them long-term. So while the earth is resetting, we are resetting and recalibrating as well. And we are encouraging everyone to use this as an opportunity to do the same. Absolutely. To just reconnect and recalibrate. The next one is focusing on loved ones. You had mentioned that. Yeah, so um, I'm going to start out with the loved one that I'm talking to right now in terms of what I what I'm doing there. Um, I had um, created a, a, a set of vows that I um, and it's ten of them that I laminated and I keep in my wallet with me all the time. 
So I had to um, go we're, back. We're all hearing this here first, folks. <laughs> Better than a CNN. I, I, so what I did was I pulled that out to make sure that, um, one, I'm making, I'm keeping my commitments to those vows. And if I'm not, I need to go back and revisit them. So I'll, let me share you those 10 vows. I can easily read those quickly. Okay. Um, first one is I will not be vindictive during arguments. Okay. All right. I will maintain a commitment to health. Check. I will maintain attractiveness and physical desiredness. Desirability. Yes, check. Got that one, too. I will avoid dangerous activities which could shorten my time with you, but maintain my sense of adventure. Okay, we'll just keep going on that one, because... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will support you in your personal financial growth. Thank you, honey. I will do my part to avoid stagnation in the relationship. Yes, you've done an amazing job with that. I will honor your privacy. You always do that. I will keep commun- communication open at all times. I'm still working on that one. Glad he said it before <laughs> I did. <laughs> I will be patient with your imperfections. You're always patient. Yeah. And I will reaffirm my love to you every day and will maintain presentness when we are together. Had a drop the mic moment because you put your little <laughs> card down. They can't see that, but he was like, "Boom!" So okay. So I decided that, um, given the time now, because again, like I stated earlier, we get caught up in all the other things that they can that we consider important. Yeah. But we have loved ones that are important too. And then, and there was a point in time when we started, and I'm talking to the men here. We started. And we, we made sure our, our significant other was the most important thing in our life. And we made that vow to do that. And so I, I decided as part of this, I would go back and look at that and make sure that I am keeping, my, keeping up my end of the bargain. Um, uh, what, we, what I did was, as part of this, was I went back and played the wedding CD that we played at our wedding. And, and we started to dance a little bit to it. And, and it kind of brought back, okay, these are the things that were the foundation to our relationship. Yeah. And we need to go back to that. Yeah, so this, 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 gives me, this gives me a time to reflect back on that and, and understand what's most important. Huh. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm floored. Um, and, you know, we... we, we, we... <laughs> <laughs> we had a conversation about what we were going to talk about, but no, Mr. Let me go in left field and pull something out of the your short sleeves there. Um, I, 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 am, I am touched. I'm speechlessly touched because you, I had no idea that you even still had that. You made that, you know, years ago. I had no idea that you even still remembered that. But, but that, that really, listen. In the, in the world of relationships, it somehow seems as if the getting to know each other is the is the way cooler, more exciting stage. And then once you kind of know each other, then it kind of peters into, I don't need to ask, I don't need to tell, because I know. I don't need to ask, because I know I don't need to tell you, because you already know. So you're right. 
going back. I mean, I, I heard this CD and, you know, I was dancing in between baking. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. And, and for me, um, and, and I shared this with my wife when we were discussing this is I used to have a ringtone. Um, it's a song by Alicia Keys, uh, like you'll never see me again. Like that, like you never see you again. Um, and really, the, the basis of the song is that you always need to be present, and you always need to make sure you share your love at that point in time because you don't know how much time you have. This is true. And with what's going on with the coronavirus now, we all need to take stock in the fact that you don't know how much time you have. That's right. And you don't know how much time you have with the people you love. That's true. So you need to make sure that you let them know how you feel and you reach out to them. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that if we, if we take nothing else from this experience, I think the one thing we can all walk away with is how rapidly reality changes, how rapidly it can change. This is a very fast-moving virus. Um, this is something where, I mean, I heard people on the news, they were talking about not even being able to have a funeral, to attend the funeral, because again, you can't have mass gatherings. So even to go through that ritual of grief, the part where you say goodbye to that physical body, that is gone during this period of time. And as with all things of that nature of a time sensitivity or a time stamp, you can't go back and get it back. You know, so you, you can't go back and say, okay, well, it's four months later, three months later. Now let's go do the funeral. So it is important to, to truly capture. It reminds me of the fact that people are very quick to quote and to say, live each day as, as if it is your last. You know, live in the moment, be present. There are a thousand and one of these quotes. We don't, very few of us actually live it. We are quick to quote it. We are quick to tell others about it, to uplift. But the living of it, I think this is the challenge of this time. Is is You're now forced to live it. And, and if you're not, you're going to be at some point. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And that takes me to the next part of, of Loved Ones where I started connecting back to a lot of my older relatives and talking to them and, and of course they were glad to hear from me and then also connecting back to friends yeah. who I may have not talked to in 10-15 years and they were like yeah. okay yeah, it wasn't a situation where they said you know what took you so long to connect to me it was more like I'm so happy and glad that yeah. you remembered me and yeah. you're thinking about me yeah that's right that's right. And that's what's happening during this time. You know, you reach out to people because it was one thing when it was New York and everybody else was kind of living the living the, the normal lives. So everybody's still out and about. Now, as this spreads, more and more people are having their activities curtailed in their cities and states. So you start to wonder, how is so-and-so doing? And this is one of the things that that we we practice from a spiritual perspective. When you're thinking about someone, it's because they're thinking about you. And you you connect, you feel that vibe. So if you start to know the number of times 
that you reach out to someone they go I was just talking about you or I was just thinking about you it could have been a minute ago an hour ago the day before so it's to understand that there's a frequency you know there's a vibrational frequency that exists whether we are aware of it or not and so when you're thinking about them the reason that you have a thought about them is because they're having a thought about you you know and and when now the thing is when you send some old friends it's some people you haven't even talked to and like you haven't seen in like like 20 years some of them right yeah, absolutely yes and, yeah. and and when i reached out to them they were like it was like we had never it was like it was like we didn't Yesterday. have a gap yeah it was like you just talked to them yeah. there was no break there yeah. was no well, what have you been doing and how come i haven't heard from you it was like great yeah. kind of pick up right where you left off exactly yeah yeah, that's always a great thing. Those are actually the friends that I have because the ones who require that I talk to them all the time, it has not gone well. And so the ones who are in my circle and to all of you, I say, I love you so much. Thank you. It's because, hey, they know, you know, we're, we're busy, we're doing things. Um, and so whenever I do connect with them, we pick up right from where we left off, whether it's the last time I spoke to them was last month or last year. Or, you know, three or four years ago, they, they, they're like, hey, boom, here we are. I have one, one girlfriend, Claudie, every birthday, every birthday bar none for the 20-something years now we've lived in separate states, we, we connect. Um, so, yes, this is a time where you start to think about how are other people doing. Let me reach out. I... I totally agree with that. We we have kids. We have five five kids between us. They're um, adults. And yeah, the, the funny thing is when you hear loved ones, you may think of those in your immediate circle like family members. And yes, you do reach out to them too. But when we were talking about loved ones, um, more, more so to the ones who aren't quarantined with you, who aren't right there with you because, you know, you're seeing them. And you're really hoping that they don't become ancestors, if you know what I mean, that you don't help them to transition quick. Because it's it's very taxing to be so closely united with people sometimes for such extended periods of time. So we thought of when we talked about loved ones, it wasn't so much our kids because we talked to them all the time. We know how they're doing. It was really those people who we love, who they may not recognize that we love them and reaching out to them, our relatives, especially our older relatives, because this can be, if they have some underlying or pre-existing health challenges, it could be diabetes or allergies or, you know, um, respiratory, anything like that, then we know that this is a particularly challenging time for them, potentially. So yes, it's always important to reach out, to say it while people can still hear it. And that's the, again, the affirmation of these times. Do it while you still can and they can still hear it. You know, because absolutely, there's no, tomorrow is so not guaranteed. It never was, but what we're living through now is reminding us that it really is not. It really, really is not. Which is, brings us to the next of our four uh, points, which is connecting to our ancestors. Um, when we talk about, and, and I may have mentioned this in, in prior po- podcast, we actually practice this on a daily basis. So in the work that I do in 
helping people to really understand some of the spiritual experiences, some of some of what they're experiencing and helping them to understand that this is really a spiritual experience. For some people, they may have viewed it, viewed it as being scary. It's all about connecting to your ancestors, those who you who have passed on. They have transitioned to the other world. Now, what does that mean? Some people may say, well, I don't even know who they were. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. And your ancestors know who you are. So you don't have to know their name in order to make a connection to them. They know who you are. And so in talking to our ancestors, we each have our ancestral altars. Yes, my husband has one. I have one. And we have constant communication with them around what's going on on this physical plane. And during this time, one of the things that they have guided us on is the fact that don't be concerned with the distractions. Pay attention to the details. And the details are your loved ones, yourself, your, um, your what, what's going on behind the scenes. The big picture is the coronavirus. The behind the scenes is how are you feeling? Don't be fearful. This is a time to really take care of yourself, to take care of each other, to really see each other, to understand, to develop some ways of being to coexist, not only with yourself, but with the earth. So these are the messages that we're getting from our ancestors. It, it's it's about taking us back. Yeah, and, and, and part of that too is, it's time to heal. Yeah. It's time for us to heal. We're going to be in circumstances, and people won't admit it, they're going to be in circumstances where they're cohabit cohabitating with someone where they need to heal something. Yeah. This is the time to do it. Yeah. As everything else and all things in all things in life now that are being affected by the coronavirus, it's an opportunity for the healing process to start. Yeah, it's a reset. It's a reset. It's a reset for the earth, and it's a reset for us. And our ancestors are saying there is so much more that you can do with less. The stores being closed is contributing to our less stuff. There is no such word. All you English people out there, do not email me about this, okay? It's my own word. I'm a jubilee. There, you can get a lot more done with less. So it's a lesson in less stuff. How do we live with that? You can disconnect from technology. We say it, but now we are looking at it. Um, don't spend as much time on the t on watching TV because every week, every hour, every day, you're constant. And so many more people have died and a hundred people have died. And so you, you need to replace those thoughts with some life-affirming ones and some happiness and some good feelings. And you're not going to get a feel good from listening to fearful conversations. This is about listening to the radio. You know, you're going to listen to music, listen to CDs. These are the things that they did. Sit with the silence. Think about the things that the they call them, them old time people. Think about the things that the old time people did. Do more reading. Sit by candlelight. You know, if you're if you are blessed enough to be in a place where you have a fireplace, light a fire. Turn out the lights and light a fire. Turn out the lights and light some candles. You know, you can do a hurricane lamp if you don't have candles. Sit with a softer light. Uh, light a uh, um, salt lamp. Softer light. Tea light. Tea tea um, tea candle. So again, what are some of the things that our ancestors did? 
when they did not have as much as we had, they were happy. Yeah, less is more. I mean, and that, and that's that's one of the biggest lessons I got out of this. Less is more. And Deanne and I have sat down and talked a lot more because, again, like she stated, stop getting inundated with this information that is just making you more fearful. Yeah, and, and anxious. And anxious. Yeah. And start to look at inundating yourself with things that are going to make you happier. Yeah. That are going to make you stronger. That are going to prepare you for when this is over, because this too shall pass. Always does. Then you'll be able to just move forward with your life. Yeah, because here's the other thing too. So when we look at science and the role that science has played in this, you can look this up and research it. They, it's been said by science that anxiety and stress negatively impacts your immune system. So if you're going to be focusing on the fearful side of this and the anxiety side of this, then you are impacting your immune system. And right about now, we all need to be strengthening our immune system, not making it weaker. If you look at what they say about having happy thoughts and thinking in a positive way and thinking about uplifting things, look, if you lost your job and you're filing for unemployment, you're going to get a check. You're going to have some kind of income coming in. Banks, credit unions, creditors, credit card companies, everybody is now responding to the coronavirus and saying, hey, we'll cut you a break. Instead of worrying about, well, what am I going to do three months from now or 90 days, you know, 90 days, 60 days from now when the break is over, stop finding a problem for every solution. Right now, today, what do you need? I don't need to have, I don't have to pay that bill. Okay, that's your happy place right? You don't have to pay the bill. That's the happy thought. Hold on to that and go with it. Yeah, because what, what, you, what you have to keep in mind, too, is that you're going to be setting the foundation, especially those who have children that are little children with them. You're setting the foundation for how they, how they will be able to react to certain situations that may occur in their life. That's right. They're looking at you very closely. Yeah. If, if you're going to be reacting from a fearful perspective, more than likely, as they get older, that's what they're going to remember, and they're probably going to act in that same manner. That's right. That's true. So you want to be able to make sure that you're setting the foundation for how to react and how to get through these tough times. It's a crisis. How you handle a crisis, they're going to remember. When we think about the situations that have happened, historical events that have taken place, and people say, I remember exactly what I was doing when ABC XYZ happened. This is one of those times. What will your kids remember about how you reacted and what you were doing at this time? And what do you want to take away from what did you remember at this time? So those are some of the messages that we've gotten from our ancestors when they have said to us, fear not, don't panic. This is the time that you stand firm. This is the time that you move forward. This is the time that you substitute this for that. This is a time to do that. So they have been very, very strong. And, and they're funny as heck, too. Your ancestors are so funny in terms of just the whole communication. That's, a, that's another podcast that we'll do because there's so much that you can do and just connecting to that other world. The last area that we wanted to talk about today is regarding reconnecting with nature. And this is... Another way that's actually very powerful because what's happening now is that nature too is doing a reset. By us having to stay indoors, we have left their space untethered and untouched 
And so it's allowing them to be able to come back. You know what I mean? They're reclaiming their space. We took it from them. They were here first. The birds, the bees, the animals, the trees, they were here first. We took over their space. And so this now is an opportunity for them to get that space back and for them to be able to roam and to regenerate without our interference. And so it's also a way for us to go, for example, I have some plants and yes, I do spend time talking to my plants and I spend time playing music for the plants. Well, I've had an opportunity to to do more of that. I, I now turn them more frequently. I may have done it once every other week, you know, on the weekends you're running around too because during the week you're, you're busy out there with doing work. So now I've had an opportunity to really pay more attention to my plants. And I've also started paying attention more to smells when I'm burning the, the, uh, my herbs. And it's like, okay, what does that lavender scent do? I really have time to focus on the impact of it the feel of the water, the focusing on the water, the sound of the water. We have a a waterfall on one of our um, tables in our living room. There's a waterfall and there's a plant on there and there's a lamp. So we look at the light, the water, the wood, the metal, the elements and our interaction with them. And, And I think it's just been, as you listen to nature, nature has so much to tell you. Yeah, and and I know for me, I've been thinking about, okay, so as I observe, or as we observe, the animals coming back to water clean, being clearer, the air being clearer, I start to do what, I start thinking about what I'm going to do to make sure that that continues. What am I, how am I contributing to what was the demise of this? Yeah. So I'm going to start pulling back and say, okay, well, I got I got it personally, me. What steps am I taking to make sure that I want the animals to still be here? I want the fresh air to be here, yeah. and I want the um, the water to be clear. Yeah. And so, because again, that's going to be the ground, the foundation for our generations to come. That's right. Very true. So. Very true. I I uh, one of the my sister friends. Um, sent a text in our group chat. We have a, a group chat called the Sisterhood, and she sent a picture, and it was of it looks like a, a subway or something in Hong Kong, and it was graffiti, and it read, "We can't return to normal because the normal that we had was precisely the problem." And I think that that is very true for even something like connecting with nature. We can't go back to polluting our air. We can't go back to polluting the water. We can't go back to just cutting down trees just because and redirecting water patterns and rivers and streams because it works to our convenience. We have played a role, no matter how big or how small, not doing anything about it is also playing a role. So is also contributing to it. So no matter how big or how small, by ignoring nature or not taking better care of the way in which we interact with nature, we have contributed to our polluted waters, our polluted air, our toxic air, the smog and the fog that's there, the poor air quality, the poor water quality, we have contributed to this. And so 
this is an opportunity for us truly to do a reset and to figure out, okay, now that I've seen the impact of what being quiet is and not having as many cars on the streets, so it's clearer air and not having the water. We're seeing the dolphins, like I mentioned before, in Italy coming back, the swans coming back to the rivers because there are no gondolas now to be going up and down. Once we are seeing the impact of this, how can we maintain it? A wonderful close friend of mine said, Dee, love the podcast, but here's the, here's, here's the part, the, the first one around paying attention to the details. She said, but what are we going to do to maintain it? Great question. These are some of the things that we could do to maintain this new normal that we're moving to because this is a massive change of consciousness for us across just across the whole spectrum and and she's absolutely right i mean that's what that's the mindset we need to be taking when we look at these four areas you're going to come out different than when you came in and you need to be able to maintain those things yeah and you know those are the things that we're going to probably talk about in the challenge that we have for y'all so, speaking of the challenge, good say, Mr. Joe. The challenge is... Well, I have one for the men. Okay. Okay, so as I stated, I recommitted my vows to my wife. You guys need to recommit to your significant other. You need to come up with at least one or two things that you're going to recommit to remind you why you connected with them. Because there was a reason. There was a reason. Yeah. You need to bring that back. You need to bring that energy back. You need to bring that spark back if that spark is is a little dim. So all I'm asking you guys to do is just one or two things that you're going to tell them and you're going to live by. You don't have to laminate it, by the way. <laughs> you don't You don't have to laminate it. He had laminated his and he keeps it in his wallet. I learned all kinds of things today. So you don't have to do that. But um, so my challenge, since you've made this a male and a female challenge, which I love, my challenge is that so many times I've heard that for women, it's about self-care. We're busy doing so much for others that we're not taking care of ourselves. So my challenge is for the females who are listening, it doesn't matter if you are in a relationship, between relationships, in multiple relationships, this is all about you. What are you doing? to take better care of yourself during this time. It's not about the panic. It's not about the fear. Please share, men, please share your three commitments or your two commitments, or even if you do one, one is just as good. It's it's a number that's bigger than zero. What's your commitment? And females, what are you doing to pamper, to take care of yourself? Yes, the nail salons are closed. The hair salons are closed. You can't get a manicure. You can't get a pedicure. But you can still love you. What are you doing to take care of yourself during this time? Please send us an email. Info at DeanneErica.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at DeanneErica, D-I-A-N. E-R-I-C-A.com. We absolutely would love to hear from you. We thank those who responded last time and sent us your emails and shared with us your thoughts about the podcast. We would love, love, love to hear from you again. Thank you. <laughs> Not a few words. <laughs> it has been a pleasure. We will do it again because as you know, as we know, all things happen in due time. 
Until we speak again, and we will, take care.